This is Robert Margulacci, Chief Digital Publisher of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. This podcast is brought to you by C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st Century Learning and Innovation. I'm here at the OECD Global Conference in Vancouver, and I'm honoured to have joined me this morning for a Mindshare Learning Moment, Mark Prensky, who is an internationally acclaimed speaker, author, consultant, and designer in the field of education. He's the founder and executive director of the Global Future Education Foundation and Institute. He pioneered the term digital native and digital immigrant, which I used in my master's uh, thesis at Pepperdine when I completed my uh, degree in uh, educational technology. Thank you for joining me this morning, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, First time in Vancouver. I think it's beautiful. Would you come back? (laughs) If I could stay in the same hotel room I'm in, absolutely. Well, let me see what I can do with our upcoming conference. Uh, This is December. It's our 10th Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit, December 5th and 6th. And uh, we're we're in the same group of this uh, launch of the uh, OECD uh, Skills Framework here. Uh, We we had a pretty intense session yesterday envisioning how we're going to uh, roll this out globally. Uh, what are your impressions so far of uh, the framework and what are your thoughts on uh, the future of uh, the OECD in, in influencing change leadership? And we talked a lot about change management. Well, I'm very pleased to be here. I'd never been to the OECD um, workshop before and uh, there are a lot of very interesting people and it, one of the most exciting things about it is that you, it brings together and unites people from very diverse backgrounds and from around the world. My sense of what's been going on, they just unveiled something called their learning compass. And these are people who are very into the traditional minutia of learning. And so what they've come up with, although it it involves all the contemporary concepts and buzzwords and and seems to be different, is so complex that I wonder uh, if it will ever really get implemented. I'm sure it will have influence, and that's probably what they're looking for. Uh, But I look at life and education and kids in a lot more simple and direct way than they do. Thank you for that. Now, almost 10 years ago, you wrote the blog, the article, uh, and uh, coined the, the terms digital native and digital immigrant, which I referenced earlier. How have we done over the past almost 10 years since you've written that article? Uh, You've written several books since, and your latest one is Education to Better Their World, Unleashing the Power of 21st Century Kids. I'd like to think that we've made progress, but it seems like we still have a long way to go when it comes to system, whole system change and personalization of learning. That's coming from a digital immigrant, by the way. Yes, and you use the word we, and if by we you mean how have we adults done, the answer is very poorly. If you ask about how we, how the kids have done, they're already on the road to success, and we, the adults, have a hard time accepting what they're doing. And it's it's very, it's very interesting because now they are all equipped, now they are all empowered, they depends on where they are, of course. It's coming at different speeds, different places, but it's coming everywhere. And the only people who have given K-12 
kids interesting things to do with the technology and their phones are two groups, the game makers and the social media makers. And those both, both of those groups have um, motives that are not entirely pure in terms of the kids. Both of them want to make money. So, uh, but the kids, because that's the most advanced things that they could do, they have gravitated with full force to these kinds of things and learned a lot and started preparing themselves for the digital world in the future. And most of the adults just see this as a distraction. And they see this as, wait, education is really about something else. It's about what it used to be about, math, English, science, social studies. That's what I call the mess. Uh, it's about the mess. It's now about a few 21st century skills. STEM is the craze. It's a, or STEM or all of these things. And it isn't really, I think that the real problem for the 21st century is integrating humans and machines and making a hybrid out of, I call it a symbiotic human hybrid out of them. And the kids are going pretty well along that route. I think that the adults are essentially holding them back. Uh, I paraphrase uh, Dr. Marsha McLuhan from the University of Toronto who coined uh, the phrase, uh, we build the machines and the machines shape us. Uh, and we, I think that's something we need to be certainly mindful of. Uh, but I, I love the notion in, in your book about unleashing the power of 21st century kids, not technology. The kids are at the center. And I think that's the missing piece in the, the framework that was released, the compass. They didn't have kids at the center specifically identified, which, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's probably right. I think that the, the people who are the most into the education system are usually the least into the kids directly. And even though in this conference they have kids and they have a student voice, uh, they're in a separate room, in a separate group, and I don't think that their real voice gets heard. I think their voice is being heard when it contributes and moves along the lines that the adults already want to move in. So uh, I would say that, that from my perspective, if we think about the future and we think about 10 years, 20 years from now when the kids of today will be in the mainstream of, of their lives, uh, we'd better be doing some very, very different things to prepare them uh, that are very future-oriented and that are not past-oriented. And that's, I don't think we're doing enough. Fascinating insight. What, what advice do you offer new teachers who are coming into this that might be tech-savvy, but from a pedagogical perspective, you know, are very green in that regard. And and uh, it really comes down to the right tool, the right tool at the right time. And, uh, and what tools excite you these days around learning? I don't see technology as a tool. I think that's actually a mistaken perspective. I see technology as a part of humans. I see it more like clothing. We wouldn't leave home without our clothing on we shouldn't leave home without our technology on. Your technology is more like your arm. It's something that is a piece of you. And until we start looking at it like that and saying, well, okay, here's my objective. This is what I want to do. What parts of me 
will I use that are my brain, my human brain parts? What parts of me will I use that are my technology parts to get this done? And that's, I put the whole thing on accomplishment. I'm not a big fan of learning. I think that learning is a means to an end, but it has really hurt us to conflate education and learning because that's all we focus on. How can we get better learning? What are the ways to get learning? What are the, what, what do we need a learning compass? No, we need ways to accomplish. And one of the ways you accomplish things is you learn stuff along the way, but that's a byproduct. Learning is the byproduct, it's the co-product. How important is student agency? I'm hearing that term more and more today. Yeah, I think to some extent I'm responsible for for uh, Andreas putting that in. Is that another new term that, well, that you've coined? I that I don't use, no, it wasn't my term, but, but we, had a, we had a conversation and he told me that I'd influenced him a lot. The idea is that students are, uh, I call it empowerment, and I call it using that power. And I like the term empowerment versus agency because, you know, the jargon we use in education, I think, works against this in a lot of ways, particularly when parents are key stakeholders and they have no idea what some of these terms mean. And, and neither do most people. And, and people <laughs> use them in very strange ways. Agency is is a technical term that didn't used to be used in that word. You, agency was something you used for travel. But now we talk about it's the concept is that kids can do real things in the real world. They don't have to do only school things. And that's what has changed dramatically with the new capabilities kids have. And I have put together, for example, a database of over 100 real world projects, meaningful projects, projects with measurable positive impact wow. on the world. I look forward to sharing that, by the way. And the kids have done all over the world at all levels from from uh, primary school all the way through the university. And it's time that we not only let them do these things, but encourage them and help them to do these things. And we got away from the idea that they can't do anything until they've spent 12 to 20 years in our classrooms. That is what's killing our kids. Mark, thank you so much for your time this, uh, this morning here at the World uh, OECD. Uh, 2030 Education Conference. Um, really appreciate your insight. This is one of the highlights of the conference for me with uh, having had the, the, the time with you, the Mindshare moment, I like to call it. Your insight is uh, unparalleled. It's, it's refreshing to hear apart from the standard things that cliches we hear from others. Thank you. I am glad to be here and I hope to come back. That was Mark Prinsky, the author of Education to Better Their World here in Vancouver. My name is Robert Mardlanchi of the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out www.mindsharelearning.com to get your latest issue. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep.